You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. If I had a dollar for every time someone has asked me when I was going to become a principal, I could probably buy myself a pretty sweet sports car. But it's not on my to-do list. And well, it's never been on my to-do list. In fact, I tease my current principal when she's having a rough day by telling her that that's why she gets paid the big bucks. I don't want her stress, and I love being in the classroom. And although I feel like I would be effective at managing adults, and I've been told I would make a good principal, I just don't have the drive to do so. But it is truly my belief that special education teachers end up making really good administrators because they are already used to managing adults, and they have a compassionate side for different types of learners, and they are usually very organized and have good understanding of paperwork. So it was no surprise that my guest today stepped onto the path of becoming an administrator. As a strong teacher leader, this guy was destined to become admin, and I know his future will be very bright, and the people who work for him will be better humans because of him. So let's hear from Dane, a former co-teacher of mine who is right smack in the middle of his first year as a principal. Hey, Dane, welcome to the show. And thank you for letting me rope you into an interview. I think my listeners are going to enjoy listening to the insight you have on this topic. Well, thank you for having me. So I've known Dane for like, what, 15 years? Probably, probably maybe a couple more than that even. But yeah. We used to teach together, and he was one of our go-to regular education teachers for inclusion because it was easy to see that he had a heart for our students. And then he got his special education degree, and and he became the third member of the Three Amigos for eight years, I think. And we were actually even described as the dream team at one point. We ran our department cooperatively with each teacher having their strengths and weaknesses, and we shared everything. We shared responsibilities, paraprofessionals, you name it. We truly operated as a team, and it was near the end of those eight years when you made the decision to begin working on your administration degree. So can you tell me, did you always aspire to be a principal? Um, No, not necessarily. It wasn't the actual principal role that I aspired to be. It was just some type of leadership role and um, kind of started within the school, my, my own school, and kind of grew into conversations with other people and and whether or not I should pursue the principal building leadership type thing and um, just kind of went from there. So what leadership roles did you have within the building before you became an administrator? Well, at the building level, I was always a part of our uh, building level leadership team. And that kind of included uh, our accreditation team. And then it also included our redesign team. Uh, There were several Several years where our school was was on improvement because our scores weren't the best, and so I was always kind of on the team to to figure out ways to to better our school to improve those scores. And then at the district level, I was part of a department chair for the special education team once I had moved to that position. So, how do you feel that those positions and those opportunities? prepared you for your first year as an administrator? Well, uh, one of the things that I learned kind of first off the bat was just the need to have an agenda and so and the need to be prepared um, more so than anything. And so I feel like I brought that preparation and that organization 
that I had in the classroom and even for that leadership role into the principalship role. And I've had several compliments about my organizational style uh, as I've moved into this new position as principal, and, and they've been very pleased with that. So, Well, I can say that your organization has worn off on me a little bit throughout the years. I know you were much more organized than I was, so I'm, I'm sure that that plays a big role in your position now. So a lot of the, a lot of the things I see on social media are special educators wondering how to you know, start an administration degree p- program. So can you tell us the steps that you took to get your admin certification? Well, I did a lot of research. Uh, basically, I wanted to, to stay within the state of Kansas, just I knew that's where I felt most comfortable with. And I needed something that was going to be online appropriate because living out where I do, there isn't much choice other than an online option. And so I did a lot of research with the colleges in state, and some of the colleges required you to go ahead and complete a a complete master's degree, and other colleges uh, just allowed you to do a certificate. And since I had a master's degree already, which is a requirement to be able to do the certification route, um, since I already had that, I was able to kind of go through the certification route um, rather than do the complete master's degree. So it shortened my coursework by about five classes. And I still hold the same credentials of having a building level administrator, just as if I had a master's degree, I just didn't have to take as many courses. So how does having that special education background help you be a more effective leader? Well, it's definitely been helping my special education teachers, for one thing. I've had a lot of experience in that in the special education classroom, and both of the teachers that I have under me have less experience than I did. And so I've been able to kind of um, give them ideas and pointers to help those students that, with disabilities in their classrooms, but I've also been able to support them in their IEP meetings And then also being able to advocate to the general education teachers the importance of including them into the classroom and providing their accommodations and modifications they need to be successful. So when you were getting, when you're taking all of your classes for your um, certification, did you have a mentor? Did you have somebody that was, you know, helping you on what you needed to know and trying to help you be the best principal that you can be? Um, as I was taking the coursework, I, I just used the mentorship from the college uh, as what classes to take and, and certification for that matter. Once I got into the position of a principal, I have a local mentor who happens to be just the principal I replaced. That principal went up to the high school level. So he's my local mentor. And then I have a mentor that is assigned by the state, so to speak, um, they use the service center here. And so the, so they assigned me a mentor too. So I reach out to her and she visits me on site. And then I also go and have trainings every other month and get information from her. And you feel like those are effective for you or do you think they're very important? I think so. Um, what I like especially is They do a session where it's all principals and you can kind of network with all principals and answer questions. But then after the experienced teacher principals 
leave, there's a there's an hour session where it's just us amateur principals, and we're able to ask those questions that we didn't necessarily want to ask in front of a whole group and just kind of get the answers that way. And that's what I find most beneficial is the the smaller group, one-on-three type of setting where it's just us new principals versus our mentor. And I'm, I'm sure that Kansas has um, different things put into place than other states might have. So, so what's your recommendation about um, finding a mentor if your state doesn't provide you with that much support that you have? Well, I would reach out to your local school that you would be employed in, for one, to see if there's other administrators that could support you. Uh, you may have additional elementary schools in your district that could help, and those principals could support you in that aspect of being your mentor. Your secondary principals are going to be able to support you in, in some of the basics, but it's kind of a different different beast at the elementary level. Um, if you happen to be a principal in a district where you're the only elementary principal, then I'd encourage you to consider um, reaching out to some of the principals that you felt connected to as a teacher and see if they would be willing to share their expertise. So when when you are looking for the actual position that you have now, what was the importance of networking when looking for that job? Well, the school that I uh, chose and applied for, I already had some connections to because I had done my student teaching. So I knew some of the administrators and teachers already. And also, it was also a competing school as I grew up. And we always competed in athletics with them. So I knew some things about the school that I applied in. Um, I encourage just networking just in general because I felt like it makes you noticeable. Those people that you network with may have answers and resources that you aren't familiar with, and they can they can lead you in those aspects of things. I also feel like just being able to network gives you a different avenue for new opportunities that may exist that you don't even know exist, um, such as this particular opening was something I wasn't aware of until somebody texted me and said, hey, give it a go. And that kind of led me into pursuing this. So it's like my husband's grandfather always says, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So what tips or pieces of advice would you give to someone who was considering this move in the future? Well, I think it's important for you to check all your avenues and and figure out what school is best for you in terms of getting your certification. What was a factor for me was, of course, the fact that I didn't have to do a complete master's program with the college that I chose, and that really saved money and time. I would also encourage you just to kind of go at your own pace. A lot of these courses last eight weeks, and because they're eight weeks, they're pretty pretty strong in, in the amount of work that you have to do. And so I, I encourage you just to, to not work yourself to the point that you can't do your regular job on top of also learning about the future job. And then I just also I encourage you to ask others and, and make sure that this is the right position for you. And so ask others for their input and, and whether they see you in this position and, and what do they encourage you to, to continue to do or, or keep in mind as you complete your degree. Well, thank you again for taking the time out of your day to chat with us. I know you've got to go so that you can watch your Kansas City Chiefs play some football tonight, but I truly appreciate you sharing your insight on this topic with us. Well, thank you, and I hope we get a victory and make it to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Thanks, Dane. No problem. 
If you are constantly finding yourself leading groups in official or unofficial roles within your school, you may have what it takes to be a great principal. If you are thinking of becoming a school principal or a special education director in the future, I hope you have found value in today's show and learned some of the traits that make a great principal. If you are enjoying this podcast and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the show as well. And I'd love it if you'd join us in the private SPED Prep Academy Facebook community. We are just getting started, but it's a safe space where special educators and related service providers can talk shop. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.